Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Festivals, Chapter 13, Shavuos, Section 14, Dairy Foods and Honey. The custom to eat dairy and honey on Shavuos is a custom that goes back over 600 years to the time of the Rishonim. The custom originated in France and Germany and spread from there to many Jewish communities. However, it is not universal. Many from Libya, Jerba, Bukharia, Iran, and Yemen do not follow it. A number of reasons are given for this custom. Some say that it is because the Torah is compared to milk and honey in various midrashim, based on the verse from Shir Hashirim, Honey and milk are under your tongue. For example, according to one Midrash, when the Jews stood at Sinai and said, quote, All the Lord has spoken, we will faithfully do, God responded with that verse from Shirashirim Honey and milk are under your tongue. The idea is that since the Jews agreed to accept the Torah unconditionally, God was declaring that they would find the Torah's words as sweet as honey and milk. Accordingly, to remind us of the Torah's sweetness and preciousness, there is a custom to eat dairy cakes that are tasty and sweet, as well as foods sweetened with honey. Rav Cook presents a second explanation. Both milk and honey are foods which originate in something impure or not kosher. Honey is produced by bees, while milk is formed from blood. Because these foods involve the transformation of impure to pure, and thus symbolize repairing the world, they have a special taste. Foods which symbolize transformation are appropriate to eat on the holiday celebrating the giving of the Torah, as the Torah has transformative power. The Torah repairs what is wrong with the world and flavors the evil inclination, transforming it into a positive force. Eretz Yisrael also possesses this power, which is why it is referred to as a land flowing with milk and honey. A third suggested reason for the custom is that as a result of a Yom Tov menu including dairy foods, people will have to prepare two separate challahs, one to be eaten with their dairy meal and the other to be eaten with meat. This hints at the offering of the shtei halechem, the two breads that was brought on Shavuos. This reason is discussed in the Ramah in the Shulchan Arach. It has been further suggested that the custom imitates the behavior of our ancestors back when the Torah was first given. Right after they had received so many laws about preparing meat for consumption, including how to slaughter animals, how to check the slaughtering knife, how to salt the meat, and more, they preferred, at least in that moment, to eat dairy. Dairy foods were easily prepared, requiring little work. To commemorate this, we too eat dairy on Shavuos. This idea is cited by the Mishnah Brura. However, since there is also a mitzvah to be joyful on the festival, we eat meat during Shavuos as well. We must, of course, be careful to separate between the two. By, de- by doing so, we demonstrate that we cherish the laws of the Torah. 
Many have a custom to eat both milk and meat at the same Shavuos meal. Some do this at the daytime meal, while many do it at night. They begin with dairy food. Afterward, they must brush their teeth or eat bread, an apple, or any other hard food, and then rinse out their mouths to wash away any milk residue. Then the tablecloth is changed, the table is reset, and meat is served. Obviously, the order cannot be switched, because if people begin with meat, they would need to wait six hours before having any dairy. Another variation practiced by many who stay up all night is to make kiddush after shacharis in the morning, eat dairy cakes, and then go to sleep. After they wake up, they have a meat meal. Either way, one must remember that of utmost importance is the mitzvah of simcha, of joy on the holiday. All of these customs are there to add joy to the holiday and to thus give honor to the Torah. To summarize, there is a popular custom to eat dairy and also honey on Shavuos. This custom began about 600 years ago in France and Germany and has spread to many, but not all, Jewish communities. The reason for this custom is not entirely clear. Perhaps it refers to Midrashim, in which honey and dairy are used as symbols for the Torah. Rev. Cook notes that both foods start as non-kosher but transform into something kosher, mirroring the Torah's ability to transform and improve us. Either way, the mitzvah of having joy on the holiday basically means that we should also have meat during Shavuos. See chapter 1, section 9 for more discussion of meat on holidays. As a result, some have separate dairy and meat meals on Shavuos. Others have dairy and then meat in the same meal. One quick note from me. Personally, I don't find many of the explanations for this custom to be particularly convincing. That's not to say that they aren't meaningful or interesting, but rather that it seems unlikely that the Torah ideas are themselves the original inspiration for the custom. I can say, from brief experience living on small dairy farms, that a common dairy cycle is for lambs and kids to be born in early spring, think Paschal lamb, and for those babies to be weaned off of their mother's milk over six or seven weeks, that is, in time for Shavuos. As they are weaned, more and more milk can go to the human farmers. Right around Shavuos would be the peak season of dairy production for human consumption. Particularly in a time without refrigeration, Shavuos would be dairy busy season, and it would be the time when people would want to celebrate a successful breeding season with lots of delicious dairy food. I don't say this to take away from the Torah and the spiritual bases of this custom. Shavuos has always been both, a celebration of receiving the Torah and a holiday connecting us to natural agricultural cycles. The custom to eat dairy on Shavuos can also be both, a reference to the Torah, but also a celebration of the natural dairy cycle. 
The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Malamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.